0: King of the yeah. Ring, part duh. Part duh. The revenge. hmm Electric Boogaloo.
1: left their heroes we had gone through the entire king of the ring up until the finals
0: yes we did we have uh well we got up through the semi-finals our last match was with jim uh, yeah jimmy hart i was gonna say <laughs> That'd be funny. uh bret hart mm-hmm. and mr perfect mr fabulous
1: yeah but since Bam, Bam got the bye we're we're set up for the final yabba dabba do for the king
0: correct Correct. But before we get to that, we have Mm -hmm. several just oh-so-fun matches to go through here. Oh, by the way, this is Saturday Morning Superstars! Yes, back from Europe. (laughs) I had to throw that one in there. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, where we're at is really the back of Hulk Hogan's manager's jacket. Yes, (laughs) starts with this gigantic cartoon Hulk
0: Hogan on screen, and when they pull back out, it's Jimmy Hart. Of course it is. Jimmy Hart, just because, for no reason, Jimmy Hart. He's got the airbrushed version of Hulk Hogan on the back of his jacket. I was reminiscing about all the airbrushed material that I had back in the early 90s. Airbrushed material was a big thing back then.
1: Yeah, we thought it was like the coolest way to art yeah like look it shades it can, is look at this thing i don't know what the boardwalk t-shirt business would be at this point if it wasn't
0: for <laughs> they're still going strong down there <laughs> like they won't give there's, it up there's something about going down to the boardwalk on a hot july afternoon and say you know what i need airbrush material airbrush t-shirts yes lots of them of pop culture references stars and hearts
1: and Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where we get like inverse Hulk, where he's doing a lot more red. He is mm. a lot skinnier. He has undyed eyebrows for <laughs> for some reason. They keep on making a big point in the steroid era where we're like minutes away from a trial that he is leaner. He's mm. uh, off the juice, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or so you say,
1: think. Yes. Yeah, I, I have a, a leaner off the steroids theory. Okay. About someone a little bit later, but this is definitely leaner, hey. meaner Hulk. The Hulk Hogan here reminds me of when the Warrior
0: came back in WrestleMania 8 A He'll trim down there. trim down. down. Uh, no, yeah. it's going to have to be on TV. Yeah. Well, after weeks of horrible promos on Venice Beach, let's finish it off with a lot of World War II references. December seventh, nineteen forty-one, a date which will live. In infamy, there will be no sneak attack. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan, according to Hulk Hogan. Um,
1: how about Mean Gene? Could he this guy's anymore? He's like <laughs> possibly the greatest hero in the history of the world. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm listening to this and I, uh, you know, for the longest time we've been saying for some reason, Jimmy Hart, just because, right. And I have to give Jimmy props here. He probably gave the best promo of his life. He took this over from Hogan for the minute that he had in a little bit, takes off his sunglasses at the end. He took a page out of the nasty boys for this and he went off. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Jimmy, you go. <laughs> I was surprised
1: because the first couple sentences, I'm like, where is he going? Because yeah. he'll tease him up with, like, tell him about Mr. Fuji. Yeah. And he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> first paragraph. Mm-hmm. And then he brings it all back. I'm like, oh, yeah. finally, they let him know what he should have been talking about.
0: Yeah, I was very proud of Jimmy Hart. He was not just because for me in this one.
1: Yeah, he's like, Hogan's going away. This has got to be my highlight reel for my next gig. Yeah. Hogan's got a red bandana, a red t-shirt. The bandana doesn't say anything. Like, his merch isn't available yet. He's got a triangle for some reason on his uh, (laughs) wristband. like, do you have any of your gear, Hulk? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything red and yellow just lying around? Maybe.
0: Yeah, anything in the merchandise uh, stand that we're not using right now. Mm -hmm. What do you think
1: Hulk Hogan's baby oil bill was per year? Do you think, like, what was that budget? Uh, because he is glistening dripping all sorts of shit off of his body
0: yeah it's the whole baby oil thing just weirds me out so like it's it's enough that these guys get sweaty and they're like throwing each other around like me personally i could not do that because like i just have a thing with like touching another person that's sweaty that's that's gooey weird yeah exactly so for them to have like baby oil on top of that i don't understand the, the fascination there well, if you want to understand,
1: you just like tune in a couple seconds later, because the Fink very dry on air, <laughs> and he looks really pasty and gross. So, yes. I, I, I think... Maybe that's what it is. The wetter, the better. Yes. Baby oil looks good on camera. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've never paid attention yeah.
0: to Yokozuna's billing, but they say from the Polynesian Isles. Correctly. correct. So, uh, and I had that on my notes here. It says mm-hmm. from the Polynesian Islands. So was he always from the Polynesian That's, Islands? I, I, I swear it's the first time
1: I've heard it. Now, even it was, though he may have been saying it for the whole, uh, what, about a year he's been on television. Yeah. But that really stuck out to me here. I
0: always thought he was from Japan. Japan. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, that made sense. The Polynesian Islands are not part of Japan. So my dumb Delco ass had to go over to, like. Does Polynesian islands include Japan? Yeah, and I'm um, and it, no, not at it all. It does not. It does <laughs> not. No, but is, New Zealand is in there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> so, because I know nothing about geography outside of like you know, main Europe and the mm-hmm. United States, where is Samoa? Uh, that's not a Pil- I, that's not a Polynesian Pil- Pil- island, is it? I don't. I don't know. Wait, hold on. I'm looking it up.
1: <laughs> like, like,
0: we're we're stupid geography well, people. Here what I do right know is, is, is not Japan. Is Samoa, Polynesian island, Central South Pacific, forming part of Polynesia. Yeah, um, okay. so they're they're telling the truth is what they're doing. <laughs> they're telling the truth. It's from Samoa, which yeah. is a Polynesian island, but has nothing to do with Japan. So. How the hell WWF is relying on their audience to be stupid, like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thinking, oh yeah, Polynesian islands. That must be Japan. Is this kind of like when Russoff
1: were like, we're gonna make you Russian and he pointed to his tattoo? Not Russian not
0: russian not, not russian at all
1: so they're decoying the end of the match by having a bunch of japanese photographers racist um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> around <laughs> the ring that is to disguise the person who will ultimately be involved at the end not japanese it's harvey
0: whippleman is yes. who it is dressed like a homeless man dressed like the midday dj of a <laughs> rock and roll station Um <laughs> uh, indeed <laughs> that is excellent Yeah, I actually noticed him at the very beginning Mm -hmm. because you see all like these Japanese photographers and there's a couple of white guys in there, too. But then there's this one guy with this big, long beard. As the match is going, I Googled who are the photographers, because I thought it was like maybe there'd be like a couple of like no-name wrestlers or something, Mm -hmm. you know how they do that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I did that, it just like, it gave away the finish. Yeah, he does not blend. Yeah, and saying that Harvey Whippleman is one of the photographers there.
1: I submit that a homeless DJ probably should not be the person that eventually costs Hulk Hogan the match. Probably, for the evil Japanese Polynesian wrestler, a... Japanese, <laughs> Japanese photographer, photographer? Yeah. might be a better plan. Like, why would the homeless DJ want Yokozuna to win?
0: Yeah, or get all of them up there. Just like, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what a better finish up for this match would have been. Like, we haven't talked about the match yet, but we're already I, talking I, about the finish. But, you know, it is what it is. There's not much What a much better match. finish for this match would have been is if you get, you've got, like, all these Japanese, you know... Uh, Photographers around the ring, but they start getting like way too close. They start getting like paparazzi close and getting involved in that way to the point where it's distracting the Hulkster. And that's where Yoko takes the advantage. I don't understand why the camera was exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently, in my notes, I found that this is the first time that they've ever done like the fire to the face type thing. If it was something that normally catches fire, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh. Plausible, yeah. but the camera explodes. (laughs) That's how Bobby Heaton explains it to the crowd. The camera explodes. Hulk Hogan's gorilla position can
1: transcend time, space, and the multiverse. Because right before WrestleMania Mm 4, Hogan's wearing his classic Hogan championship belt. He's giving an interview. This is the twin referee thing. He's got to go out there and, and win the match. He'd go through gorilla position, and the belt, poof, turns into the winged eagle for the very first time. It's an interchangeable belt. Don't know what happened. It just <laughs> went through the dimensional porthole and Rick and morty itself into something else. Aww. Now, red bandanna Hulk Hogan, who mm-hmm. just had his interview backstage with Mean Gene, go through gorilla position and pff, his bandana <laughs> turns into a yellow and red striped bandana. Like magic.
0: How about it? Yes. He's got extra ones at the side there. He's he's doing the interview with a red one, takes that one off, and then he's got a guy there with like 16 different bandanas. He's like, I'll go with the yellow. Hey, check this out. Check out the new gear. I'm in there. <laughs> right before he goes down, got a lucky one for me, Phil. <laughs> like, yeah, Sure do, Hulk. Yeah, I got yellow, I got red, I got red and yellow, I got yellow and red.
1: Well, like the Doinks, my theory presupposes there's actually two Hulk Hogan's. Mm. But when you watch this match, there's a third. Ooh. You have Hulk Hogan cosplayer. Hulk Fogan. Yeah, H- Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk from Wish. Is sitting there right like ringside seats. Yes, I did notice that. Hard cameras facing him, so he's there the whole time. And this poor guy, yeah, is so disappointed.
0: (laughs) He he looks like uh, the guy that they used to be the huckster at WrestleMania 12. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he's trying everything, he's trying to get the crowd. You got to
1: help him out. Mm -hmm. We got (laughs) to help Hulk. Come on. Like, he is more of a cheerleader than Jimmy Hart could be. Like, Jimmy Hart's probably turning to him. It's like, shut up, dude. You're doing my job. the job. you know, the ultimate Hulkster fan. He is. He does he look exactly like the Hulkster
0: from the <laughs> Yes, 12. I like the point in the match where, you know, it's right towards the beginning and they're doing their, you know, feats of strength, you know, mm-hmm. pushing off each other. And then the Hulkster goes over to Jimmy and Jimmy, like, comes up and whispers it, like, what's Jimmy telling him to do? <laughs> okay. Jimmy's like, let me tell you, I know how to beat him. i am a
1: 103 pound old little man
0: yeah dripping wet (laughs) dripping wet
1: but i i know how you're going to defeat this guy yeah and hogan's like i'd be lost without you i don't know how i was championed for a million years without a manager (laughs)
0: without an actual manager yeah
1: but uh you know thank god for you yeah jimmy doing his job they have a guy in the audience waving a flag on a pole there's no way That would be allowed today. Like he'd be (laughs) blocking the view of everybody behind him, hitting the three people next to him.
0: Everybody behind him. Like that that would be a a secondary match out in the audience. There is no merch purchased for this event.
1: We got like three foam fingers, Mm. a couple of T-shirts. And, and that's it. It's amazing looking at uh, a match at this era and then fast forward a couple of years when everybody had merch and signs oh, yeah. and the whole thing was like papered with an active crowd. These guys, yeah. I don't know if they knew what this ticket was for.
0: Like, I got a ticket for free in the mail. Want to go? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad pay-per-view overall. There's a lot of good matches. As we've already stated, it's like the Bret Hart show and he had three awesome matches. Mm -hmm. But you, you could tell this was kind of like the lowest of the low as far as people coming out for these things. This particular match like had very little buildup. You know, there was there was no real draw for it. For as much as they talk up how Hogan is, you know, trimmed down so he can be faster and have more endurance and everything, this particular match was extremely slow. Yeah, he's not fast, and he doesn't <laughs> yeah. endure. <laughs> he, yeah.
1: Uh, there was, a uh, like, a bear hug that lasted two and a half years.
0: Oh, like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> over and over. And that, that's, that's always a go-to with Hogan. Like, that's his respite move that he needs to be put in. Yeah, just hold me for a while. Yeah, And Yoko's probably like, thank God. <laughs> Cause I walked yeah. to the rig and I may need a defibrillator. While he's there, the crowd starts chanting, giving him the USA chant. Uh, yeah, and Hacksaw's backstage, like all ready to come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
1: so is my music playing? <laughs> yes. Am I up?
0: <laughs> I heard the chant. I heard the I heard call. Ch- oh my
1: God. My uh, late someone posted around this time Hogan in Japan and he is whipping around super quick
0: oh yeah like, I saw like, that too did you see that thing Where yeah like, I did I was like that's not Hogan <laughs> I was like that looks like he knows how to wrestle <laughs> like,
1: yeah I was like who deep faked Hogan on top of uh, Rey Mysterio yeah <laughs> because he's flying around this is not that this is punch punch Hogan doing very very heely things he's mm-hmm. uh, in the corner too long he's biting Yokozuna yeah he bit Yoko and then
0: he almost smacked the referee <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does
1: like, went right after him, right <laughs> after the referee's like you shouldn't bite him he's like shut up (laughs) of Hollywood. (laughs) Shades of Hollywood. It happens here. Yeah. Do we get some kind of alternate cut of King of the Ring? Because Hogan went evil. Yeah. Raisin Ramon and Kevin Nash showed up. You have the NWO
0: on this pay per view. It's all there sooner or later. So Mm -hmm. maybe maybe there were some, some conversations going on backstage. (laughs) At <laughs>
1: this point, well, this is Diesel's first pay per views here. Razor was on it, and yeah. Hogan's getting his ass kicked right now by Yokozuna. It's the, it's the nwo? Hey, maybe one day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we got a good idea, brother.
1: Yeah, three guys on a pay per view that shows the like kind of the downward spiral of the WWF during this period ends up being mm-hmm. the same three people who like changed the yeah. wrestling business, changed it forever. A few years later, it's awesome. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably get back to this horrible,
0: horrible match. Well, we get to the end of the match, and the finish is that the oh camera guy, who is Harvey Wilkman, comes up on the ring and blows fire into Hogan's face and completely blinds him. Yokozuna knocks him down and hits him with a big leg drop for a very quick pin, and we've got ourselves a new champion. I kind of wish Ricky the Dragon was doing his dragon bit with the fire oh. at this
1: point <laughs> and turns heel. He blows the fire in the Hogan's face, turns heel for Yokozuna.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah, now we're talking. Well, after the match, Yoko knocks Hogan back down and has to pull him over to the corner. It's funny. Yeah. He pulled him <laughs> over with Fuji, but he gets him to a point that he, took, he looks at Fuji. He's like, no, we got to pull him further. I can't jump that yeah. far. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's like, I just had a match, and I'm enormous. Can you yes. help me move this man?
0: Please get this man over as close to the corner as possible, so all I have to do is drop on
1: top of him. And Fuji's like, sure. So I don't know if Hogan knew he was never coming back at this point. I know that he was needing to go, you know, film his boat show. Mm-hmm. I don't. Was this just supposed to write him off till next time?
0: And next time just didn't happen until WrestleMania 18 or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. 2002 is the next time we see him after this. Well, mm-hmm. initially I would have said yes. But noting that as this pay-per-view progresses the less and less they talk about Hogan like they mentioned him after this match because you know the way he goes out they have to like carry him out and they're going to tell us about his condition and all this kind of stuff then they mention him one more time after I believe the next match and then that's it that's all you hear of Hogan because after that it's all Bret Hart I remember him losing I remember the fireball
1: I remember the camera thing I did not Mm -hmm. remember them squashing him after the match and then carrying him away and them never seeing him again this is the this was the ALF ending where you know we're going to have a cliffhanger the government's going to catch him and we'll We'll, we'll figure it out in the fall and they cancel the show. So yeah. the very last thing you ever see of Alf <laughs> is the government like taking him away. Yes. yes. Uh, to be dissected. Yes. And here they, they cut to all these crying kids with their wrestling buddies, which I thought mm-hmm. was heartbreaking. I mean, here's a guy who probably lost four or five matches in his entire WWF career. Yeah. And these kids bought a ticket to that one. <laughs> and they're just like Tearing down, like, why'd you do this, Dad? Why yeah. didn't we go? <laughs> You're not my real dad. I'm going home. It's like going to uh, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters and having yeah. the Senators win. That would uh, be amazing. So, it, yeah, it's just a, a shame that I actually found it kind of sad that he went out like this, but also it's reverse WrestleMania because whenever like the bad guy was going to win the title it's in the middle of the
0: show. And this time it's not Brett that's going to lose. It's Hogan that's going to lose. And Well, that should have been, a—I mean, not that we would have known it at this point in our lives, but that should have been a clear indication that Hogan was going to lose. It was in the middle of the show because then if Hogan would have won, then of course he would have had his Hogan must pose moment and that mm-hmm. would close the show. Yeah, but given that they're putting it here, that kind of that kind of gave away the ending a little bit. All right, Vince, the steroid trial—we
1: really don't want this big guy in here. He's got to film the show anyway. He promised mm-hmm. just to get it through the summer and their European tour, um, so he's going to lose. And Vince is probably like, "Yeah, I can see that." Mm-hmm. Um, and then Yokosuna is just going to squish him to death. Yeah. How will he pose? <laughs> that's not gonna happen this year. <laughs> He's yeah. just not gonna pose. I don't know what to do with the show then. <laughs> according to
0: Brett, and I don't mm-hmm. know how much of this is, is true, but according to Brett, after WrestleMania, the Hogan told him that the plan was for Hogan to for him to lose the belt back to Brett at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Brett was gonna put him in the sharpshooter for the finish at SummerSlam, but obviously that didn't happen. So it's better than it didn't. Because then you don't have Brett taking out the longtime hero guy with the
1: sharpshooter and making him quit. It's better that they just made Brett king of the ring. He goes, tells a great story with his brother. They build him up properly for a year instead of, hey, at some house show sometime, he beat Ric Flair and is now the champion. And he'll defend the title constantly against Skinner and (laughs) Virgil. I mean, yes. they really took the time to build them up, and they got to test whether or not the American hero was still a viable, you know, character with with Lex. And yeah. the answer was no. So yeah. he might be bitchy about what happened about nine and Hogan not giving it back to him, but sure, yeah. it was probably better for him long run.
0: Oh yeah, certainly. It it made him look better throughout the years after that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> After this, we get a very quick promo with Perfect backstage with the Red Rooster, and Perfect gives a half heel, half face promo. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know where to go with it. No, he 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 compliments Brett up and down, but then he goes on this whole rant about like how he's the best and he's perfect, and you know nobody could beat him. Blah blah blah. So I thought it was like he started out. As the half-face saying, Brett was a viable opponent, and then now I'm going to go kick everybody's ass. (laughs) And he kind of tweens back and forth until they finally like have him betray Lex next WrestleMania. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. But I don't know if this is part of the pay-per-view. I think we're seeing the Coliseum video version of King of the Ring, because they mention it as an exclusive to Coliseum.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And that's why, you know, uh, Perfect ends it with, like, uh, you know, Coliseum, go fuck off because mm-hmm. i'm annoyed that i lost but here it is the dawn of
0: the future champion yeah big daddy cool big daddy cool in the background here we've got okra doing a promo with Shawn michaels and his bodyguard mm-hmm. and sean rightly so says that what happened to hogan doesn't affect him hogan is a dinosaur yes that pales in comparison to himself
1: yes and yokozina <laughs> ate him like a Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus as it is
0: 1993, (laughs) dawn of Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cue the music. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, he he mentions it. You got uh, Gene Okerlund going. Yeah, you're seeing too much of that Jurassic Park. Exactly. Diesel is wearing some kind of animal with spikes in white. Like he, I was uh, going to
0: say, it's he's got the perfect early '90s stone denim. Is it stonewashed denim, or like is it like a
1: uh, gator? I think it's stonewashed denim, denim man. It might be. It yeah. Might, you know what? You know, I think you're right. Yeah. Stonewashed.
0: I had some stonewashed jeans. Oh, as do, I
1: still have stonewashed jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving it up. It's coming back. <laughs> One of these days, man. I'm going to be a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. We don't go uh, to that match. We go to Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor. Too
0: many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks.
1: Oh, God. And Uh, what a horrible amount of dicks it was. Last episode, we counted down to the days numbered for for Bart (laughs) Gonsby.
0: Yes, where are we now? (laughs) Uh,
1: I forget. It was 2,000-something, but the end is near. Go back to last week's episode for the actual number. It's the same number. We haven't haven't gone anywhere.
0: We have our foursomes coming in together as a pair, and they pick music for both. So I think for the Steiner Brothers and Smoking Guns, they came into the Smoking Guns music. Yes, and they will exit to it too, yes. Yes, so apparently the Midigan marching band was not enough for the crowd to go wild with. They needed that new smoking gun stink on them. And they come out and they kill half the crowd (laughs) by shooting everybody up. They cut away from their
1: striptease, which I thought was kind of a waste. They, they <laughs> were hurrying up, so as soon as they got into the ring, they cut to the bad guys walking in. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you miss the the smoking guns calendar shoot.
0: Yes, <laughs> here's March. Yeah, here's where, the, April. where the basement floods. Looks like cleanup on aisle four. Yes, the down, down there is July. <laughs> <laughs> We get the Money in coming in with the head trickers, which is just a weird, odd picture because they're two very different teams. Yeah. DiBiase and his away whites. Yep. Who would match
1: up with it? I know if we got Hughes, he would match up good. Who'd be a better fourth dude? If you got Money Incorporated, you get Hughes. Martel's kind of fancy, but... Yeah. I haven't seen him for a long time. I don't even know if yeah, he's around. Uh,
0: I don't know. That would, that would be a good one. Well, I would kind of say, you know, Diesel's got the same look going on as Hughes right now. So He does. Maybe yeah. maybe go that direction. I tell you, bodyguard faction. That's all he is yeah.
1: They won't let them into the ropes. <laughs> the, the, other, the opponent won't be able to get into the ropes. Yes. The catchphrase is you ain't on the list. You ain't on the list. You got to step aside, baby. You ain't on the list or come back with three girls to every one of you Then <laughs> we'll let you in or not dressed yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Where they have to get carded and they're looking around like I'm in tights and I'm no license. Like, sorry, I can't, we can't serve you. You can't, no, you can't get in sorry. here. Yeah, no ID, n- no wrestle. Yeah. Is Billy Gunn Benjamin button. Cause this motherfucker <laughs> who's calling himself Billy Gunn is 75 years older. Than current Billy Gunn. Yeah.
0: The older Billy Gunn is way,
1: way huger, number one. Yes. uh, But who is really the older Billy Gunn? I think the older (laughs) Billy Gunn is over here in 1993. (laughs) It's it's the
0: mustache that gives him away. It's the
1: mustache,
0: the physique's
1: kind of like all melted down, like like Harrison (laughs) Ford in The Last Indiana Jones, where he takes his shirt off and you're like, (laughs) don't do that. Don't Mm. do (laughs) it. Put it back on, please. Of all the things they didn't CGI in that friggin' flick, (laughs) I like Scott Steiner wrestling first, and he like trash talks DiBiase.
0: Oh, yeah. All over the place. This match is is the exact reason why they shouldn't do eight-man tag team matches. Mm-mm. It's all over the place and it ends so abruptly too to the point where Rick Steiner never even gets in the ring. It's
1: like some of the Survivor Series started to get like that. Like we had to eliminate so many people. Like the guy just trips and he gets pinned or yeah. everybody's a roll up or just a move that shouldn't pin the guy immediately
0: pins the guy. And yeah. that's
1: what this thing's Like everybody got in like a few quick moves
0: and then the match ends. We start off with Scott and DiBiase going back and forth for a little while. We get a Bart and Rikishi time. We get the Steiner-Liner Steiner twice in a row. Steiner line. That's that's the only part that that Rick had a part in where Scott would Steiner-Liner. Steiner DiBiase outside of the ring. Yeah. And then Rick just throws him back in. Yeah. <laughs> Scott does it again. The only <laughs> thing that Rick had to do this whole match. <laughs>
1: I think Scott heckles him. Like that's what you get for being cocky or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Really, like talking shit to him. That's all he got. Rotundo just kills people. He's like, I got a shitty gimmick, and for that you must die. Poor Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn yeah. is just like IRS's punching bag.
0: I like the point in the match, if you're listening to the commentary where just like Ross is just ripping off stats, and Heenan goes off on him. Like, why do you know where all <laughs> these guys go to college? Yeah, he's like really <laughs> mad about it.
1: Way at the end, when it's finally over, somehow, Alpha gets IRS's briefcase, and it looks like he won the money in the bank. Oh. Check that out when we finally you get to the end of this match You're like why is afa have the money in the back briefcase i'm like oh wait it's irs's briefcase why does afa have irs's briefcase and why wasn't there some kind of live animal and
0: catering for afa in this pay-per-view yeah he didn't have any food or anything coming down to the ring this time and not gimmick one it's a shame you know, what a live turkey something dissected yeah. on screen <laughs> I was like Ooh. we're going medieval right here yeah, I wanted to have like a spit out by the ring. It's <laughs> a bunch of stones in a in a circle with a fire and a spit. He's got like a live boar pulling yeah. off the hoof.
1: <laughs> Remember the oh. Ric Flair VIP table where he had like this whole catered yeah. table outside the ring? They should do that for Alpha, but with like live shit. Yeah, watching Billy Gunn in this match sell his ass off. Now I know why he's the only guy in the ring that still has a career.
0: Yeah. Because he is he's pretty good. It's amazing to like look at all these guys and like you know, the Steiners just got into the Hall of Fame. Who knows where Bart Gunn is these days? Rotunda's old, Deviasi's old, but Billy Gunn is still going strong.
1: Most of these guys that we're watching, their sons have either stopped wrestling already mm-hmm. or are stars in the company now. And yeah. Billy Gunn is still on television. Yeah, he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's- He's not like in the offer. well, he's kind of in the offer role, but I swear to God, he's Benjamin Button. He, he's euthanied. Yeah. yeah, he's going the opposite way. Dan Housen cursed him to a younger man. Yeah. But here we are, one hour, 58 minutes, 48 seconds, Offa wins Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah.
0: We get a <laughs> just a roll-up and a pin that come out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't even see the match end. Yeah. Which gun was it that got it? Was it Bart Gunn or Billy gun? I think, I think Billy. Billy gun gets the, gets the pin mm-hmm. over DiBiase. Wow. And, yeah, and then... Yeah, Offa. Oh, yeah, Offa's got the briefcase. Look at him. Yeah. All right. Go find the champ, Offa. It's time to cash in. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Offa catches in on Yokozuna. There we go. They're actually
1: related. Yeah, they're all, they're all the same family. <laughs> they're all the same family. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I got to do it. <laughs> got to do it. I got the briefcase. Office the champion by the end of the pay-per-view. <laughs> How would you explain that? Monday night on Raw. It's like you'll never believe this shit, folks. <laughs> you missed the pay-per-view. Let's go back. Hey, that would be
0: the ultimate swerve right there. At the end of the match, we get the three at the table and we're still waiting on a status report from Hulk Hogan. But after that, they could care less because we really don't hear about Hulk Hogan. Jim Ross can't get a word
1: in edgewise. He's like trying so hard. Amacha is shitting all over him and the brain is shitting all over him. It's not a good night for Jim and he actually gets fired after this. Yeah. This is the last time we'll see him for a long time on Uh. pay-per-view. And it's not until uh, the indictment finally comes down and they need a replacement for Vince. Yeah. Where they they call him up and like you want you want a job again. Yeah. So that Attitude Era where evil Jim Ross with the fake diesel and fake razor yep, yep, comes yep. out. He's kind of promo about how he's got fired two or three times.
0: This is time one right here. Yeah. We're going to see that's it. That's the real thing. Yeah. Well, it's Bedlam and Pandemonium <laughs> backstage, ladies and gentlemen, according to Gene Oakland, with mm-hmm. three guys standing around. Yeah. But there's no action whatsoever. He's like, it's crazy
1: back here. You have an old man in a double-breasted suit.
0: <laughs> an old man in a robe yeah i I'm, I'm picturing like if i if i didn't have the screen on i'd picture like back in the locker room after you just won the world series type stuff and nope they're just standing around <laughs> uh, so tony's back there and i'm like okay since it ended
1: screwy yeah we're gonna get a ruling from tony and since i know nothing happens i'm like what, why is tony there is he there mm-hmm. to just be like look referee's decision's final that's it no he's like good job great win <laughs> they don't talk about anything that happens, like a, a homeless DJ yeah. blew Hulk Hogan's yeah. face up, and after the match, they destroyed him. Not you know, Tony's like, yeah, good job.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're assuming that there would be consistency in the WWF, Tom.
1: Well, I mean, the last time Hogan got screwed out of the belt, Ric Flair brings out the chair and Undertaker dunks on him. Yeah, uh, Tony's like, no one gets the belt. No, you you friggin' cheated. No belt for you. We're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna do a rematch. And then Hogan cheats and like, nah, nah we're just gonna strip it. Mm-hmm. Here he's like, let it let a motherfucker on fire. Good job. <laughs> You're all good. <laughs> yeah, Papa Shango could have done the fire shit.
0: Oh come on, we got a guy with a flaming stick already. We're thinking too outside the box, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> we already got a flamey guy. Yeah, Shango not even on the show. No, he yeah. burns people for a living. Yeah, he's the flyer person. Yeah,
1: Max moon. Nazi moon man. Ah. Fireworks out the, the, <laughs> the hands. Sieg howls him and, and burns I, his ass. I'm going to spite you with my arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many better choices. Uh But it was not to be. Dude, all I want to be yeah. is the punch up man. Like, go write your script. Yeah. That's fine. Just bring it to Than and I. We'll punch it up. Yeah, instead, we get Pierre Robert over here. <laughs>
0: do his thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't understand this segment. Besides, hey, he's a champ. He's he's a badass. He's,
0: yeah, well, he's got a party tonight apparently in America, and it's going to be a big celebration for him not going to go back to japan just yet
1: mean jeans over here like you guys are going to have a big celebration in japan if he's like japan f- no god <laughs> like, the flight is long mother. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do it right here we're at the nut we're gonna bust a nut you know what it's like to get this guy into coach yeah jesus christ <laughs> I'm first class to drag his ass to a party yeah. in japan <laughs> you do it right here maybe on your dime yeah where are the geisha girls come on where's my bitches Crush is coming out for his throwaway match that allows people to go pee. Crush, his body looks very fat. So I'm thinking, like, Edith comes down, everybody off the juice, and some people got lean, and some people just got big. Because yeah. there are some shots of when Shawn Michaels says Crush on the mat, Crush looks, like, all beer belly-ish. He looks, like,
0: bigger. Yeah. Not in the way Vince likes
1: Yes. And I think this is why we don't get the push that we should have gotten with Crush, because they were trying to push into the moon early on.
0: Originally, they were, but apparently what I had read in my notes here was something with the WrestleMania match kind of made them think differently about Crush. <laughs>
1: They're like, you know what's really great? Watching this guy get his ass kicked by a clown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we should do that a lot.
1: <laughs> Let's keep that going. Yeah, I like that one. You know what would be better than that? What? Clowns. More or more clowns. Just keep them coming. He has to fight a Volkswagen, and out comes 65,000 clowns.
0: (laughs) That would be amazing. Like, if if that was Doink's entrance. Yes. Like, he comes out, like, with, like, 16 different clowns, and it's like, who's the real Doink? They just all, like, surround the ring, and then the real one gets in the ring and just kicks his ass. That Survivor Series where everybody was a Doink, Yeah.
1: That they should have come out in in a very, very small car.
0: Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yes,
1: we're here to punch <laughs> you
0: up. Yeah, only thirty years later. <laughs> yeah, we got this. Well, yeah, it took us time to think of
1: something. Yeah, but
0: well, we start this match off with a very cartoonish Sean. <laughs> Crush runs him over, and Sean just bounces outside of the ring yeah. onto the floor. <laughs> the cartoon <laughs> bounce sounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. A little bit of back and forth. Crush hits Sean with a pretty decent dropkick, I thought. Crush hits a tilt a, a world backbreaker, and Jim Ross calls it, Sean went for a tour of the islands. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, he's from Hawaii. Of course. Yes. Because we got to make sure
1: that we know that he is from Hawaii. Crush does, like, some of the, the weirdest leapfrogs I've ever seen. He doesn't move into him. He doesn't jump over. He just stands in one place and hops a bit, and mm-hmm. it's all up to Sean to try to get under his crush. To get under him, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah he
0: does not go too far. There's a couple where I didn't think Sean was going to get over Crush because he didn't, you know, bend down
1: low enough. I like how Diesel literally does nothing. He just scoops him out of the ring, puts him back in, but that is it. He has absolutely no interference or outcome. They even nope. mentioned that on commentary. He's like, wow, and that guy didn't do anything out there. But we get yeah. Diesel's name. We forgot that. Diesel yeah. gets his name in the promo. They reiterate, his name is Diesel, like what a Mack like, truck goes, or what yes. makes a Mack <laughs> truck go.
0: Like what a Mack truck goes. <laughs> <laughs> he had it so broken up there. It's like he was trying to get it out,
1: but he couldn't put the words in the right order. Yeah, it's like William Shatner and the Fonz tried to yeah. <laughs> say a sentence. Hey. <laughs> it's uh, no Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> and William Shatner, uh, a baby. It's like, oh, what a Mack truck
0: goes. Oh! Exactly. <laughs> well, one of the moves that happens in this match that I had was a little questioning on was Crush is outside of the ring. And, of course, Sean is doing the very heelish thing of hiding behind Diesel. Crush confronts Diesel while Sean kind of goes back in the ring, gets behind him, and he pushes him into the post. This is the most brutal thing I've ever seen on television. It's so brutal that Crush can keep going. (laughs) And then then Diesel actually, like, hits him into the post a couple more times after that. Hits Crush's head into the post. And I'm thinking, this is where I have my problem. Because isn't this kind of the same thing that happened when Doink attacked him from the back and it put him on a stretcher? (laughs) Yeah. It was
1: like five or six times Sean
0: rams the back
1: of Crush's head into the ring post. Mm -hmm. Like... A scorsese film like, yes it's like the most over brutal and over i've ever seen i'm like holy shit <laughs> like, yeah. it looked awful it and looked really brutal it and- really did it's like we're going for the hard r in this match yeah. <laughs> <I>
0: mean- <laughs> but, but apparently that did not put brush back into the hospital like a prosthetic arm did no <laughs> You're right, it doesn't stop. Like, Diesel
1: does it, and then Sean comes in and starts kicking him in the same spot in the head. And I was like, wow, this is the most brutal thing ever. But that doesn't make him lose the match like th- that's
0: not enough it's no. being distracted by clowns yes exactly it's once again the clown comes back crush is distracted by the clowns coming down one of them is smoking a cigar yes so you know he must have just got laid backstage and, and then the other way i thought they both ended up with one because don't they both smoke and point oh distracted. yeah we, we, we're getting double doink again
1: double doink
0: yeah, Sean then gets the advantage and is able to attack from behind with the super kick. And this is the only time I've ever seen the super kick hit somebody in the back, in the of, the back head. of the head.
1: I think they did it because, well, not only was he facing the wrong way because he getting distracted by Doink, but they had teased in the story that the back of the head was like what they've been focusing on mm-hmm. with all their illegal moves outside of the ring and then kicking yeah. everybody's back but can you imagine like the the agent pitching this events they're like well obviously we can't have sean lose he's a champ so how are we gonna yeah. do this and we got further to doing things so what you got mm-hmm. it's like well kind of mid-match we're gonna have diesel pull sean out and then while the ref is distracted a bit sean michaels in like a brutal mob beating <laughs> will take Crush's head and just wail it against the ring post over and over and over again where you think just like blood will be spraying and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, I love it. <laughs> I lo-
1: and then <laughs> Diesel's going to do the same thing and then Sean's going to go back there and then he's going to kick the shit out of his head even more and then he's going to pin him. No. Crush is going to be fine, but he's going to be distracted by a clown. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> lose the match because of that. He's got to re- get rolled up. The traumatic brain injury is it going to end? Nope. No, Clown. No, no,
0: it's all clowns. All clowns. <laughs> Clown wins again. I love it. Brent. Who was the second Doink? Second Doink at King of Ring 93? Yeah, it, I think I just read that it was Skinner. Kern would portray Doink at WD most infamously as a duplicate Doink to help Bourne's original Doink defeat Crush. Oh, no. that Actually, he was WrestleMania 9. Let's see. Maybe it was still Skinner. Yeah, so it's Skinner. Vince, I'm a good worker. I,
1: I put your guys over. I make them look good, sure do, Steve. <laughs> but this skinny thing, I like the the. It's gross. Like I, yeah. I the, it's really gross. The the tobacco and yeah. I'm carrying around an animal in my luggage. I mean, can you yeah. give me anything, any anything, anything? <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> put on this makeup. You're doing too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Oh well. Yeah. This is surprising. I guess he's an ultimate obstacle to end the show, but probably the second best Bret Hart match of the night. I don't know. Was Razor
0: better than this? This was not bad, but Bam Bam Bigelow closing it out. Yeah, the Bigelow match was pretty good to close out the show. We get Bigelow backstage. We're really playing up the, you know, Bret's had two hard fought matches, which he has. Bigelow got the bye in a second. So he is well rested, fresh as a daisy. I don't know if I would compare Bigelow to a daisy. Yeah. Bigelow then says he's getting the job done and he will be the first king of the ring. So I think we know where this is going. This was a, a decent match. I think my notes said it was about 18 minutes long, which I was pretty impressed that Bigelow could go that long. Bigelow was like a Keith Lee dude. He could go. A lot of the match was just the commentators like putting over the fortitude of Bret Hart. How much he's been through, how hurt he is, how fresh Bam Bam was you know, Bam Bam's going to win this because obviously he should win it. Since mm-hmm. He's, you know, has the advantage, blah, blah, blah. So you could definitely see where this was going. And, and another kind of giveaway was that, you know, Hogan lost his match. Shawn Michaels won his match. So we just had two major heel wins back yes. to back. So they, they needed that big sort of, you know, happy-go-home ending to make it work. So it kind of gave away you know, where it was going. I would say overall, this yeah, this last match with Bigelow was a, a, a decent match. The story, which Hart's been through two matches,
1: Bigelow's barely had one. like a month ago as far as his pay-per-view is concerned. Like he's yeah. super fresh. Hart, shows up he's walking down i'm like they're not doing like an injury thing like he's been hurt or he's like really winded or he's really got his ass kicked it's been grueling he's running down kind of fresh as a daisy then he gets mm-hmm. in and he starts playing with his knee like i'm having trouble walking on this thing like i'm gonna yeah. have to overcome this injury and then as soon as the bell rings he immediately runs out of the way of big level. yeah <laughs> they're not telling any injury story at all with heart he's like nope he's just had two matches and he's ready for a third which Made for a better match because you don't have him trying to sell a, these, a bad wheel the whole time and he's like this awesome. crippled version of Bret Hart. Also, he just seemed like he was too fresh. They're trying to sell it. He's been through match after grueling match and Bigelow's fresh as a daisy. But Hart's coming in just
0: like, I'm fine. Yeah. He gave us a little bit of the limp at the very beginning. Yeah, the very first move it, he but runs. It, but out then of the way. That was gone. Yeah. That was gone as soon as the match started. Yeah. So bad sell on Brett's part.
1: Yes, I don't know exactly what story they were telling other than Brett Hart can really wrestle really well. Piccolo throws him over the top rope, over his head, onto the floor just by dropping him. I don't know how anybody just doesn't hurt themselves.
0: There was a couple of moves in this that just kept getting repeated over and over. The bear hug was a big one. From the bear hug, he would go into a backbreaker. I think that happened like twice in there. And then he was going for like a third. Brett reverses it into a sleeper. You think Brett's just taking those
1: times to be like, okay, here's the next set of moves. Yeah. You got your win back? Let's go. Yeah. And then they do it. And then, okay, bear hug. All right. Here's the next set of moves. You got your win back? Let's go. Because you can kind of see him chatting down there. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming more and more aware. When these guys, like, take the time to talk to each other. Yeah. Which I never saw. Even when John Cena was
0: like, hey, hit me in the face. I like, <laughs> was totally
1: oblivious to it.
0: But now I'm starting to catch it a little bit more. Like, okay. We get Gene Oakland up on the dais in the back with the robe and the crown and all that. And he's, like, looking on. So we keep getting these shots of, of who is going to be the king of the ring. Yeah, who made him the king of England? Who makes
1: him, like, <laughs> the guy who gets to coronate people? <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes is like, yo! Yeah, Yeah. that should be my job. Yeah, I'm on brand for that. Let uh-huh. me be the, the guy who knights the guy king or coronates. Um, him. Should be. So we got ten pounds of story in a five pound bag.
0: because out dressed like Dracula is Luna Vashon with a chair. Oh, but this just didn't make any sense. Like, what did she have to do with this whole story?
1: She was with Sean last time out on pay per view. Uh-huh. She
0: yeah. is facing Sherry
1: Martel, who has yeah. fuck all to do with <laughs> Red <Bret> Hart. <laughs> Nothing. Now I remember her becoming a valet for Bam Bam, but okay introduce that first before you have her run out at a pay-per-view for no yeah, it reason. Just,
0: it was so random yeah, for right. her to come out and just hit Bret Hart with a chair. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't understand that bit. Yeah. It, it might as well have been Max Moon riding a donkey. Why her with a chair? And then in the most dramatic turn of events, he comes back in and gets pinned by him. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought, cause once again, I've never seen this. So I was like, mm-hmm. I thought Bret Hart won this match. And this is one of the weirdest times I've ever seen a decision reversal. This type of thing like happens all the time where somebody hits somebody outside with a chair. Mm-hmm. And ref doesn't see ref, it. Ref doesn't see it, comes back in, gets pinned. Okay, that's the end of the match. It's almost like that happened at the
1: main event. Yeah. Your world champion has changed <laughs> hands Yeah, because a hobo DJ <laughs> blows a camera in his yeah. face.
0: Yeah. And they let that decision stand. Yeah. Jack Tunney was right there saying, congratulations, Yogo. You won fair and square. Square. But this travesty of justice
1: here at the end of the night, yeah. There runs out. It's like, no, no, no. I will not let (laughs) Bret Hart get cheated. Yeah. Out of a win. Yeah. (laughs) Not this year yeah (laughs) not this year yeah wait a few years wait a few years i'll be more than happy to screw this guy (laughs) but tonight i don't know if fink screws it up i don't think fink got the memo no i don't think so either bam bam wins earl hefner runs down starts yelling at the ref no 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 a a demon dracula woman (laughs) hit him with a chair yeah They bring Fink up and say, no, we're we're still going. And Fink reverses the decision. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) the decision is reversed. Everybody thinks Brett won. (laughs) And Brett won. I'm like, that's how Brett became king of the ring? And (laughs) Hefner immediately loses his shit. He's like, no, we're continuing the match. And this is where I had a problem with the match. Mm-hmm. Screwball ending gets gets flipped You know the opposite's gonna happen So Bam Bam wins The reversing decision, you know Brett's gonna win And instead of doing some quick Bing Bam Boom, like now Bam Bam's Caught off guard mm-hmm. and Brett just na- Nails the five moves of Doom And gets him in a sharpshooter or whatever Or rolls him up and pins him real quick We end up with another like 10 minute Match that's yeah. way more boring Than the first match
0: we saw I call this the Tom Brady finish that's how that one works the rest of the match was kind of boring and it almost once again like it felt like they repeated a bunch of moves. Yeah, it was Bear Hug Nation. I'm like, we yeah. started
1: the match to watch him being a bear hug?
0: He finally turns one of the bear hugs around into a sleeper and then tries to go for the sharpshooter. Does not work. And one of the first times I, I have seen, though, he, he does a slingshot off the top rope out to the outside of the ring, which I thought was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. The end of the match where they started going into these really quick victory rolls or schoolboys, the surprise roll-up. Yeah. so he, Endings, you know, this is kind of where they started as you know, Simon from what culture had the, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> countdowns. Yeah. On, like how many would how many times they would do the most devastating move in all of wrestling, the, yes. the surprise roll up. I started to see it more like there's a couple of them just on this pay-per-view. Yeah, they do it a lot. Hogan's not here and he's
1: not gonna help Bret Hart. So no. Macho comes in and congratulates him for the win. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it was a quick congratulations because he's like, oh, shit, I got to be on commentary. (laughs) Fitz is like, where the hell's Macho going? (laughs) Fitz is like, would
1: you get out of the ring? This is my moment. Would you get out of here? Yeah,
0: he needed an icon to, like, put him over. No, he's fine on his own. Don't need the
1: rub, Mach. (laughs) Not at all. We've had Hogan lose. We've had Hogan get devastated Mm. by Yoko. Carried out by Rene Goulet and evil twin referee Dave Hefner was over there, too, helping him out. Really sad. Good thing we put it in the middle because now we got Bret Hart, our champion of a full year, to have his moment. Let's make everybody go home happy. Let's watch this coronation. Let's watch him put on the crown and wave to the crowd. And we'll send them home going, all right, here's our
0: new hero. It was great Mm -hmm. to see him in victory. Roll the credits. Is that what we're going with? We get uh, the king, Jerry Lawler, from out of nowhere. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a wrestler again. I'm not a commentator. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm the king. You're not the king. We we go with this whole thing that he's been doing for weeks upon weeks and how he is the real king and everybody else is not. And, of course, Brett, you know, rightly so, says, you didn't even put yourself in this tournament. How can you call yourself king of the ring? Mm-hmm. Uh, to which... Jerry replies by hitting him with a scepter. Yeah. beats the shit out of him. Our Brand new annoyed hero.
1: <laughs> just gets the crap beaten out of him. And then they roll the Titan sports credits. Yeah, like... they, they roll out on a,
0: on a cliffhanger ending, which I was trying to remember, like have they, for a pay-per-view, have they done a cliffhanger ending? Before? I mean, the
1: the only thing I can think of is when Hogan lost to Undertaker and Jake the Snake was throwing Cobras at Macho and they're like, all right, look, we can't let this pay-per-view end this way. We'll send you another pay-per-view in a couple more days. Yeah, <laughs> go going by Tuesday in Texas and we'll finish this story. But no, I mean, this is a real downer. It ends with like, a oh, what's going to happen next? Now, have them win, have them be coordinated. We wave to the crowd, every crying kid with their Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Because, okay, it's all right. Good guy won. Everybody goes mm-hmm. home happy. Tomorrow night on Raw, yeah, Jerry the King comes out and be like, this King shit I saw all that last night is bullshit. Yeah. A- and you continue from there. And then you let us know on Superstars what we missed <laughs> by not well,
0: watching the better show. But I could not believe that's how they ended the pay-per-view. Well, but- that's my theory on this because knowing that Raw was the next night, mm-hmm. and we saw a lot of this during the Attitude Era. Yeah. you know where these pay-per-views would end with like the cliffhanger and like tune into Raw for the next bit. Maybe this is like the the infancy of that type of thing. For like me. they don't say it; they don't say tune into Raw to see what happens, you know, or we'll see you tomorrow night on Raw or anything like that. But I'm a spectator in this era. And I see a pay-per-view end like that. I'm going to watch Raw the next night to see what happens next. Yeah, I guess. Yes, I would be more likely to do that with the ending we got. I think it's that that infancy. Like, I remember, you know, watching those pay-per-views in the Attitude Era. And, you know, like the, the one that sticks out in my head is like when Vince, like, fires Stone Cold, mm-hmm. you know, live on the air. And it was like, uh, how does he fire Stone Cold? Like, you had to watch Raw the next night to see what was going to happen. This is it true. Or something like that. Yeah. So this is this this kind of reminded me of that, you know, just very early in the stages, like, wait a minute, we've got this show tomorrow night. We want more people to watch it. This is how we get them to watch it.
1: That's it for King of the Ring ninety three. Did you like the pay-per-view fan?
0: Um, I did overall, as you know, we mentioned it was the Bret Hart show. He had three very good matches. Um You know, we had to suffer through a couple of pretty stupid matches besides that. But overall, I thought most of the the King of the Ring matches were pretty good. The Hogan one wasn't great, but it told the story it needed to tell. I would say the the worst part of it was the eight-man tag. I could have done without that. But uh, luckily enough, that was the shortest match of the night. So overall, I thought for this era... I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Yeah, it's funny that the eight-man tag is the
1: shortest. Be like, how long does it take to beat a guy in the ring? Well, some of these matches are going 30 minutes. Well, how how yeah. long would it take to beat eight guys? Three minutes, 25 seconds with entrances. Yes. <laughs> I liked the first half of the pay-per-view better than the second. Yoko's match was the best part of the, the pay-per-view. After that, we had the clown. Even the last Bret Hart match, it reminded me of watching The Batman, where you sit through two hours of sparkly Twilight Batman, finish the story, the Riddler basically gets him to do what he wanted, but he's captured at the end. and. Mm-hmm. Roll credits, but no, not enough spectacle. Let's tack on another half an hour. (laughs) This felt like, like when they reversed the ending, that second part of that match was way too boring, way too long. And it just needed to like, Flip the script. Nope, he cheated yeah. to win, but now Bret Hart does his excellently executed i know how to snag you" move, and we're out. We got four bear hugs. Besides that, I thought this was probably the best wrestling pay-per-view
0: we have seen since we started the show.
1: We're out of the cartoony big man, and we're getting into the the smaller, faster dudes.
0: Yeah, well, now the, the steroid trial is upon us. I think mm-hmm. he has to look more towards the faster dudes. I'm fine. Like, we're
1: at the 30-year mark for where we are in real time and what what we're covering in Superstars, and I'm seeing all sorts of things from this era come out. Like, I was over at Target, and they got Head Shrinkers figures from this era. They got uh, The Ultimate Warrior from this era. They have, like, phony baloney Funko Pop with WrestleMania 9, but The Undertaker in
0: purple my facebook feed has just been because of the stuff i search mine too it's weird like it's been just coming up with like this stuff from this era just like these weird pictures of stuff like that kamala shot that i i sent to you i got the same thing it's like whoa (laughs) like damn it google you know too much about me yeah my algorithms all (laughs) sorts of messed up all right dude all right very good